This is Texas State Spit Talk. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about To LeBron James! That was insane! Officially insane, LeBron James! And it's time for Texas State Spit Talk. We're back. Week 13 of doing this doing this thing. It's been a long drive. It's been a long trial. We don't have Kev Tardello like we thought we were going to have him. He'll be here next week. Um, but welcome to another episode of Texas State Spit Talk. I'm your host, Reed Graff. To my right, it's the man, the voice of Blanco High School, Peyton Hill. Peyton just Hello. became... Just congrats to Peyton. He can pass the pug test on his uh, fourth choice. Yeah. He is now oh, a four major. Uh, high five. No, the hey. high five, bro. Hey. Uh, uh, you know one of the people condoms. told me that it sometimes takes people up to six or seven tries to do it. it it's um, a ridiculously hard test. How much is it per, per take? Well, it's $40, $40? the first oh. three times, oh and then $20 after so that. So you lost almost $200 I to pug test. I lost, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to a test. I lost, yeah, I lost about 180 bucks oh, to a test. Man. But it's over the course of like two years. So oh, straight across from me, Mark Brown, the voice of Gonzalez High School, the former Oklahoma State Cowboy. He still shoves it in your face all the time that he loves the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Mark, welcome to the show. What's popping, everybody? Why won't they give Keenan Brown the ball? That's a good question, man. I don't know. See, this is the hey, thing, man. What the question the, is? Save that for later. We'll say we'll say that for later. But I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a <laughs> good question about that. What is Withers Endgame? I, that dude. That's a good question. Honestly, I don't. I don't really know what like, good he's pun. trying to achieve. And then to our left, he's the voice of Saint. Wait, you're not Brendan. No. Ethan, but I can be. Ethan I, Hunt. I can be Brendan. Oh, Ethan go Mavs. Hunt. Mavs are the best. There you go. That's, that's my <laughs> Everything Dallas. Thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ethan, this is your second time on the show, but second. You've been on the show a couple times in another way. Now, Ethan, he does a lot of Bobcat radio for us. He does a lot of producing, and he is the creator of our intro. That beautiful intro. He's here, you, the voice we. you hear at the very beginning. <laughs> that is me. That's Ethan himself. Yep. <laughs> Ethan, I want you to uh, th- throw you on the spotlight what here. What a stud. You weren't ready for this. Uh, take the fan, take the listeners back into that process of making that, high, of that intro. I mean, uh, how, how did that go? Um, so originally it was supposed to be for Bobcat radio. Uh, I went back. Uh, they were talking about how dated our intros were, and so I was like, "Okay, we got to figure something out." Um, got on uh, Adobe Audition, uh, found some non-copyright music, threw in some sport clips. Um, sports, sports clips. There you go, sports right there. And then I deleted all of it and uh, did it all again with a different song, with a whole different uh, thing. Went, got some sound clips, and boom, boom, boom. You had your little sports clip. And it's great now. I mean, it, it just gets you riled up when yeah. you're, you're listening. You know you're listening. You know what you're listening to because it tells you right exactly. at the beginning. LeBron James. Yeah, that was a good one. LeBron James that was dope. in there. Yeah. Uh, guys, also, another thing I realized as I was getting my notes ready, this is the last show until Halloween, which means this is the spooky edition of Texas State Spit Talk. Spooky. This spooky. is the spooky. It gets spooky. Cue the uh, the creepy, scary skeleton song right now. I want to hear it. So does that mean we get to s- tell a scary story? Uh, if you want to, throw it out there. Uh, s- scary Skeletons is playing right now. Right now. All right, let's get some stories in. Oh, nice. go first. Yeah, it's playing. Right <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't hear it because it's going to be me, Give me some in. time on this scary story. I'll get back the to you. The new Halloween okay. movie was pretty good. Uh, was it? Uh, yeah, it was actually really good. Um, it wasn't something you don't go to be really scared of those movies, but it was kind of like, it was great because in the theater, everyone was sitting there and like, why would you go upstairs? Don't open the window. Everyone was just screaming. As loud as they could. Like, why? So, why are you so dumb? Yeah, why are you so, why are you dumb? so stereotypical exactly, to horror movies? Exactly. I'll tell you something. I'll, st- I'll tell you a scary story. So back in August, when I went to LA with some friends, uh, they have this place called Skeed Row Street. It's where all the, I guess, where all the hobos are live and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's v- extremely dangerous to go there at night. And so my friends are like, "Let's do it! Let's do it, man!" So we decided to go out there at night. And then uh, we had a group of uh, some homeless people just follow us, like 
like they were maybe a couple feet behind us just following us everywhere we that's went that's creepy yeah, and they were asking us hey, where are you guys going where are you guys going like well yeah you're like invading their home i, would, yeah, I think i'd true. be kind of that's true i think i'd be like if you yeah. walked into my apartment without i'd be like yo what you doing here the i'd sca- probably follow you too yeah that was that and then uh yeah uh, we also went to compton at like one in the morning dude well, that's your own that's your own fault that's y'all right yeah and we I've saw like watching, a hel- those are helicopters see, <laughs> those I, I've been watching Stranger Things and I'm, I'm loving great, that. It's like show. a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. Oh I just, yeah, I it's just also, finished season two. It's a sh- their soundtrack, like their opening oh title, is the the best thing ever. Um, and Dustin, I know everybody loves Dustin, his character. Uh, oh yeah. I forget the guy. I forget the, I forget the actor's name. Something interesting. Yeah, forget everybody like, loves Raymond. Like, everybody like, loves Dustin. It's like Gatton or yeah. Gaten Maserazzo or something. We're like gonna that. we're gonna smooth over that joke real quick. We're just gonna um, sh- yeah, keep going jump right by it. Another thing that we're adding today on this episode, we're adding segments. We've we've been wanting to do this for a few weeks brendan every week he's like we got to add segments and then the one time i had segments he's not here he is Who in uh, brendan snow of course the guy that you yeah we have his replacement yeah you're auditioning right now i could very well say hey screw you brendan oh oh for sure ethan's way better yeah yeah uh Bre- brendan knows i'm always uh trying to take his superior spotlight, so yeah yeah <laughs> brendan is where is he even i know he he's he went in to seattle seattle right? for a, a really cool like a convention mm-hmm yeah, so he's he's up there doing that with you know being I guess cool. Uh, he's also kind of being nerdy. Yeah, flying. Yeah, I guess he, I he mean, ran away from his cowboys. I, yeah, I, I don't know. A how Seattle has to be a cool place. How dare he better himself and try to? How dare he? How dare he? Yeah, I think he I think he's changed like changed teams. He's now a Seahawks fan. Who would choose? Who would choose going to a uh, convention that's going to help his career over recording this podcast? How dare us be jealous? How, I mean, that's just just so rude, guys. The first segment, the first official segment. On Texas State Spit, Spit Talk, it's Weekly Spotlight. Uh, so the Weekly Spotlight, welcome to Weekly Spotlight. This is the segment where all of us go around and give a shout-out to an athlete in sports somewhere who had a great week at a great performance, whether it's high school volleyball, whether it's JV football, and whether it's MLS soccer, NFL, whatever you want to spotlight, now's your opportunity to do it. Who wants to go first? What Ethan? Are you gonna pick someone from Michigan or what? Bro, stop going. Bro, I'm just kidding. I can go first. It's starting. It's starting, bro. Um, so my athlete or my team, basically, uh, my athlete's Christian Pulisic. He plays hey. for uh, the Dortmund. face of the future face, future of, of U.S. US men's national team soccer. Um, the <coughs> Golden Boy. Uh, they thrashed Atletico Madrid, who's a great. If you don't know, who's a great team in the Spanish division. Um, getting a lot better too. Oh yeah, they are getting a lot better. But Polistic absolutely came out. He, I think he had two assists. Um, it was just a great game to watch, and just seeing his improvement is so awesome. Just for especially for United States men's team that didn't qualify for the World Cup, and which is so stupid. It I mean, really is. We could spend the whole show talking about how yeah, bad that how is. they lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, we can talk about that for hours. Um, and it has been talked about for hours by multiple people. I just love the bit. I don't remember who exactly it was, but it's one of the commentators, and he just goes on a rant. Oh yeah, like right yeah, yeah, yeah. It was qualified. like on the ESPN. Ch- yeah, yeah. I don't mean to go on a tangent. I just thought that was hilarious. No, it really was. Um, but we have we have some great players that are starting to get developed for this men's national team, and I and soccer, you know, is getting bigger in the states, and um, you know, hopefully we'll have a decent team coming up this next World Cup cycle. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Peyton, wanna go take the next one? Yeah, I can go take the next one. Uh, mine's a little bit uh off target of some things that are soon to come. Uh, I'm going to have to give my weekly spotlight to Nikolai Miritich All right. from Ooh. the uh, New Orleans Pel- New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. Just in the sense that he's been playing seven years. He usually comes off the bench, but we've known him for being like kind of a three-point uh, slash power forward role player. But recently, in the three games that he's played, he's averaging 28 points, 10 rebounds, 1.7 assists, but that's not his main concern. And also shooting at a very nice 54.2%. Compared to what he has been doing over the rest of his career, got to give him the spotlight. Yeah, it's just a... I had to go pick him up on the fantasy grids also. Yeah, he's, well. You're on the fa- NBA fantasy right now. So that's I, I, I'm trying it out for the first year, and I kind of like it. That, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's, it's, why, I'm that's why you have NBA 82 on games. I couldn't get I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to have to start this NBA fantasy thing, too. I, jump I, I, on it. I could never get into it. And I'm going to do that. Because I'm more of a basketball nerd than I am football. See, I'm a baseball guy, and baseball fantasy is just so hard to do. It, it's really hard to it do. It seems like it is. He played for the Bulls beforehand, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a Bulls fan. It was tough to watch um, him go off and succeed. Him go off and then 
Gene Butler go off. And I mean, y'all still have Zach Levine, who is a very efficient player. Come on, now. <laughs> dunk contest. I mean, He's 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 yeah. a, he's hey, a little bit back we'll this be, year. We'll be repping in the dunk. I mean, he did slam a great um, dunk earlier. The thing is, yesterday he did. Awesome. He, he did he score like fifty points or something like that? No, yeah, that was Blake Griffin. Yeah, he went off. Blake Griffin was scored too. Shout out Blake Griffin. Speaking yeah, speaking of Blake Griffin, that's what I was going to uh, throw down. So I may not be a Blake Griffin fan, but like you know, I I used to watch him whenever he played for OU and then like made his way towards the NBA. Like had all kinds of hype in the 2011, 2012 season. And you look at it this way: this guy. So on Tuesday night. They defeated the Philadelphia 76ers 133 to 132 in overtime. And Blake Griffin dropped 50 points. He was 5 for 10 wow. from the three-point line. And he had 14 rebounds. 50% from the six, six assists. He's a, he's a baller, bro. So, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Blake Griffin, like, it's like once he left the Clippers, man, he goes to Detroit and just starts balling out of control. This, maybe is, this is his second season, really, a season and a half at uh, Detroit. and uh, Dude, like even like, more like a season in two months. Really. Yeah, I really like yeah. to see this guy, like, really just just take advantage of this because the last time I seen him like you know play like this was what 2011 well, he's yeah. got a solid yeah. point Before guard ahead of him too yeah, exactly uh with Reggie Jackson starting uh, up forward Reggie Jackson is a solid point guard he just really never had anyone to to dish it to no like uh key role players there in uh in the Piston squad besides Andre Drummond yeah you know? I, was I mean yeah, Andre, exactly. Andre Drummond that's like what a great guy to have you know down there with you he's had 16 rebounds boards, yeah. against uh, the it's 76ers. He's a beast. Nobody's well, going to realize how uh, good Andre Drummond is until we get like nine years, eight years down the ro- road, and he's top five in rebounding of all time. I mean, that's definitely something you could probably see, but uh, I'm going to move to my weekly spotlight. Yeah. I am not a basketball guy. No, yeah, that's okay. I'm just not. Oh, you've been uh, watching the World Series, though, right? I have not. Uh, not, not, really. not, a, not a ton. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. Not my spotlight, though, I'm bringing it back to college football. I apologize in advance, Peyton. What? My spotlight Uh-oh. is the gonna Purdue be... Boilermakers. Oh, no. Oh, he really did it to me, though. <laughs> he really came for you. I don't even know what to say. I watched that whole game. and I mean, the more I look at these stats, the more I'm blown away. 49-20. to 20, They came in at 3-3. Three and three. They played the number two, number two ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Hey. You get rid of that V now. Uh, 49 to 20. <laughs> Those Purdue. first three quarters were something else, let me tell you. Purdue scored 7-7-7 in the first three quarters, kept Ohio State to six. And then in the fourth quarter, Purdue dropped 28. On well, your boys. two of those. Twenty-eight. Two of those. David Blow, D- David Blow, the quarterback, threw for three hundred and seventy-eight yards, three touchdowns. DJ Knox ran the ball a hundred and thirty yards on sixteen carries, three touchdowns. You're gonna let my man score three touchdowns on you? Okay. Yes. If you would, if you would have watched the game and saw what I saw on the on, on that, it was just it, it was bad defense. Uh, he ran straight up the middle and like boy, he cut <laughs> each time. It was the same play. He cut between the out, the outside linebacker came inside and he went up and as the safety moved over right he just had free space. It only had to be one guy. Bro, I'm a Michigan fan. I didn't even come for you that hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. What about Rondale Moore coming in? Twelve catches, a hundred hundred and seventy yards, two Ooh. touchdowns. I mean, bro, they came to play. This, what are you? What are you supposed to be? Produce showed and, up. Man, okay, on at the, the fourth road. quarter, I'm not gonna lie. Ohio State looked like they put their hands up and said. Whatever, and that's when they came. That's when Purdue came out and scored most of their points and did something, most of their damage. Something that Ohio State struggled with all season has been able to like start off strong, and like they they've had enough um, throughout the season when playing like worse opponents where they can just get back into the game no problem. Yeah, but yeah, TCU is a good example. I think Purdue just just played the perfect game. Purdue you know? really balled out. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I want to touch on something that uh, the last time Ohio State won a national championship in 2014. They had an, an, a loss like this, exactly like this. Getting the snot beat out of you? Yes. I mean, and they dropped heavy in the polls. Not this heavy. This is just, like, outrageous Yeah, heavy. y'all, y'all dropped. Yeah, but they dropped you guys about 11. 11. Nine points. Two to 11. Like, that almost that's eliminates wild. you. Like, it, it really, it almost eliminates It dropped you down to 11. It really does. We need Michigan to lose. We need Penn State. We need, to, or we need Texas. Uh, actually, we really want Michigan to go out and beat Penn State and then us come in and beat Michigan and then you later need Texas on. To lose. Yeah, and Oklahoma State going to have to put it on them this week. The thing is, I, don't, I think Texas will lose by the end of the season. I think they're going to lose to Iowa State. Personally, uh, Iowa State just beats up beats up all the good teams for some reason. They lose and to you the know, teams they're supposed yeah, to. See, the you thing know, is, is they, they beat, wouldn't they wouldn't have beat UT, but now UT's in the top ten. Iowa State's like, oh, okay. See, I don't okay. get it. It's like they beat everybody <laughs> but Oklahoma. See, Iowa State didn't beat Oklahoma, but they beat everybody else just about. They just they beat who they know, need to. And like, 
people, Ohio State fans, like they're even getting, they're even calling for Urban Urban Meyer at the end of the season to be let go. I've seen a couple reports about Dude, that. Dude, hang no, they're getting that's, that's I, too wild. It's just insane. Bro, they have the best, like they have one of the best quarterbacks you can have in uh, college football. I mean, besides uh, Tua from Alabama, you can't get any better than Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Just look at the numbers. Even the numbers from the game that they sucked on. He was still pretty efficient throwing over 50%. I don't think he threw an interception. Or he did throw one interception, but that was towards the very end of the game. This dude threw 73 pass attempts in one game. 470 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. So, I mean, yeah, it was an impressive game, but it wasn't enough to win his team the game. Exactly. But, I mean, and I, and I, I didn't mean Purdue this. is just I wasn't a, going for this had to be this a shutdown defense. I wasn't, I wasn't oh, trying no. to turn this into a Buckeye Rose session. I was more <laughs> of a credit to the Purdue Boilermakers for just doing the – Doing the dirty that work. That was the game you know? of the week. That's I'll, what, that's I'll yeah. say, it was highly unexpected. I'll say as well, something that did um, surprise me was uh, Michigan's performance. Well, I mean, they did a good job at Michigan State, but the pregame performance that we kind of put on a little show where we our guy was running around stomping on the middle of the field. Oh, that was yeah, some. Um, doing yeah. that. And, like, I love that we went out and we won. And I love that we were, you know, just – we. I, the little brother comment, I, I like that. I like the little trash talk, but um, it was a little, it was a little unfortunate to see that it wasn't very class, classy. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of, uh, you know, you said you loved the fact that y'all won. Let's transition to someone who can't seem to buy a win. Mm. Texas State football. Unfortunately, they dropped another game to Louisiana Monroe, twenty to fourteen on the road. A game we thought was real winnable, guys. Um, you, you, this is the spooky story we're talking this, this about. Is yeah. This is Spooktober strikes again right here. Uh, you lose 20-14. to 14. Last week, the biggest thing, the biggest emphasis of our podcast was get Keenan Brown the ball. And you that gotta get Keenan, They got the ball to him five times. So you're telling me this guy who's probably a second or third round draft pick, he's, he's your best player. Simple, simple could be. Could be. If they would get him the ball and more, you then you only could give be. him the yeah. ball. That's imagine the L.A. Chargers. Imagine okay, the San Diego Chargers back in the day having LT and say, "We're going to give you the ball eight times," or uh, giving the ball to Antonio Gates eight times or, or I mean, seven you know, times. That's like that's like the Dallas Cowboys giving Zeke the ball three times in a game. I mean, just it doesn't make any sense. Nope. And that's like the, the freaking Rams just giving. Okay, let's give Todd Gurley the ball five times. It's yeah, just. I mean, <laughs> it just it blows my mind. It still seems that the playbook was to build around. Jones at quarterback, and we're going to do read options. We're do all this, have him run the ball, and look at wh- what he's going to do. And it just seems like our coaches do not have the ability to adjust to anything. Like, okay, we need to run the ball more. We need to pass the ball more. It just seems like we have a stuck. We we have one mission. We have one goal, and they cannot veer off in any other way to get it. Honestly, what I think is the number one problem for them, and. Uh, Feel free to discuss because I like discussions. But I like discussions. Our defense is pretty good. It's solid, and the only reason when the only way we can score is if our defense gets a stop, like a fumble, because both of our touchdowns came from a turnover by the defense. But if we get the ball off of a kickoff and have to start before the fifty-yard line, we're not scoring. And the reason is is because we went two and thirteen on third downs last game. <laughs> you cannot. You can't. That's so. Disgusting. You can't go. You can't win a football game if you only make two third downs. Like unless you're getting a first down every time. What my what my uh, color guy George always says is the perfect situation is third and manageable. Uh, I like that a lot. Third, you like that? The you perfect can, situation is third and manageable. You can you can take that if you want. Be just in the sense that our running back averages over a little over a hundred yards a game. And he has like he's running like six yards a carry, and he can bust through. He can get uh, one or two yards every single time, and they it just doesn't seem that they can get to that point. And I feel when Tyler Vitt is on a third down, he chokes. When he's having to throw, the, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say he's choking. I mean, you give a guy a third and long as a freshman quarterback. I mean, yes, you're, but you're, even you're put, and you only give you give your best player five to touches. Well, maybe he's choking the whole time if he's getting to third and long. But if you look at Louisiana Monroe, they were four for twelve of, on a third down conversion, so they didn't really do that well either. I can't. I don't think because our defense is the more, the, solid. When I look at it, this game, I can't put this game on Tyler Vitt. He was fifteen for twenty-five, one hundred fifteen yards. He was he was efficient. He didn't turn the ball over. 115 yards though. I mean, well that that, that, that comes that's down that's to more play on calling. the play calling. Yeah. No, yeah. it does. Yeah. But so he also only he only rushed it 11 times, and I bet five to six times were just because he had to t- pull it down. 
Well, and that's another thing. That's another thing I want to mention is someone I don't remember who said it. Someone mentioned that when you look at their roster, they have like five guards and no tackles. Texas that's, State. No, that's they true. have no tackles. No, no, none of them that are efficient enough to pass block consistently. He was sacked three times. We don't get the the the, the, the quarterback hurried stats, but they have to be astronomical for him. I mean, just, oh, just yeah. the eye test alone tells you that. The only good, the only bright sides to take away from this game, you finally were able to establish some some kind of running game with your running backs. Robert Brown Jr. and Anthony Taylor both finished just under fifty yards rushing. Robert Brown had a touchdown. Tyler Vitt ran for 30 yards and a touchdown. You got Caleb Twyford involved a little bit. Mason Hayes played pretty well. Hutch White didn't have a single catch, which is strange. Yeah, I didn't see that happening. The past three weeks, he's been our reception leader. But if you look at the overall statistics, like Texas State had 242 yards total uh, offense, and then Louisiana Monroe had 353. So that's a 111-yard gap between the two. And then uh, it was a close passing game because you look at ULM, they had a total of 124 passing yards. And uh, now rushing yards – I mean, we, we finally, you know, we finally put the foot down in the door, if you would say. But the only problem is that Monroe had 229 rushing yards total. So that's like a huge difference between them two. And then Texas State lost 28 yards while Louisiana Monroe lost only 17. Here you go. I found, I found the pass rush stats. So they, they gave up three sacks, and Vitt was hurried three other times. So six times in that game, out of 25 pass attempts, he had guys in his face. It seems like I've seen worse. It seems like that's pretty bad. This is this is no, yeah. This is just talking on an overall trend here. Um, the past three weeks, uh, maybe 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 even say four weeks, the coaches don't seem to know what to do during the second and the third quarter. It seems like what happens is we just shut down as a team. We hope our defense can hold out, and we're on the fourth quarter. That's when we're like, okay, we got to score now. Because I think what our our second touchdown came from the fourth quarter. Um, it did at 14. Um, Louisiana, uh, two weeks ago, uh, if you remember, we didn't start actually getting any production towards the end of the game, and that could just be, you know, because maybe the defense is letting up from Louisiana. But still, it just it seems like, you know, we have the ability to score. We have the ability to defend the ball, and it just uh, it just seems like there is no <coughs> clear communication. It See, just seems everyone's on a different vibe. I really like that, and I want to, like, I agree 100%. And a lot that contributes to us shutting down during that second and third quarter is I think they have a game plan set in stone. They're like, okay, this is what we've been practicing it all week. This is what we're going to do. It doesn't work the first quarter. And then they're like, okay, maybe we should just switch it up maybe a bit. And it doesn't work the second quarter. And then exactly, they just yeah. halftime, they're kind of like throwing their hands up like, we're not really sure. Lack, lack of adjustment. And then fourth quarter, they're just like, okay, we need to call something. I actually kind of have to disagree with you guys, at least looking at the ULM game. Uh, so your defense had a, did a great job in this game. They, they were three forced fumbles. One of them recovered. They recorded two sacks. They were disruptive. The first touchdown came early in the first quarter. They got the ball at about the 21-yard line on a forced fumble, and they scored on that. And then if you look at the drives, I mean, so the entirety of the first half, they had one drive go more than six plays long. And two drives lasted more than three minutes. You go to the second drive, only one of their five drives did not go over five plays or more. And, none of, and only two of them lasted less than three minutes. So that shows me in the second half, you put together more consistent uh, drives, but you weren't able to punch it in. It, it just goes back. I put this on the notes, guys. Every year, every week, we every week we hear, um, man, this team just can't get over the hump. But we're so close. We're almost, we're almost. Oh over yeah, that I said hump, that one last know? week. And I'm like, how long do we get to let him sit there and say we're almost over the hump until we go? Uh, he's, he'll oh, probably, I'm <coughs> not. I'm not giving any type of you know leeway to for, for coach or anything like that. No, I, I I'm not saying you know we we gotta keep waiting for that that hump to finally be achieved. You know, I think at the end of this season. If you don't have more, I, I don't honesty, I think if, if you don't win two more games after this, I think you should fire coach. I think right out. Personally, fire. my spooky take out of this whole thing spooky is take. spooky is I don't think we're winning a single game the rest of the season. I mean, well, rate, I think yeah. we're I think we're coughing up this homecoming game to a New Mexico team that has a weak defense. Is bad, but you know what? Very bad. Very bad. Uh, yes, they lose that. They'll lose by like double digits for the last remaining four games. Dude, I, in New Mexico State. I know saying dude isn't like the most professional thing. It doesn't say make me sound credible, but dude, I don't I don't feel good about this game. I mean, uh, and I the thing is, is like I should because you know we've um I have it right here. 
We've lost five in a row, but three out of those five have just been within a margin of a touchdown. They've so been like in game. they've been that, in the game. That's where that getting over the hump comes in. Yeah, but yeah. my the version of my hump is really that the hump the hump the <laughs> hump for the me the hump? hump for me is learning how to close out games because two of those games the other team came back on them. I think right now. It's crazy. Like one, one more touchdown on one of a couple of these games could we could be talking about something completely different right now. Yeah, we could be talking about actually like, going maybe. I've said, to that, like, I've said that multiple yeah, times yeah. this season. No, yeah, you know, we, fifteen plays go differently. You're like five and two yeah, right now. Yeah, we. Beat, oh yeah, we but beat look, Texas Southern. We beat Texas Southern. about closing. Thirty-six twenty. We should have beaten South Alabama, at, in in Alabama. We should have beaten UTSA. That was another. That was another uh, game that we dropped. Louisiana probably not. We should have beat Georgia Southern, and we should have beat ULM. You know, two games. You know, look at that. That's, that's look at how many fingers is that? That's five. So, so you're saying season, season, it's going to be six record. and that's one. Five, winning um, record. That's five. And and if you win against New Mexico State, then suddenly you know where you're six. Ooh, I don't know. See this thing. thing. This is the thing about this you're is the thing about New Mexico two. State. So I'm looking at their starting quarterback, woulda, Josh Atkins. Woulda, woulda, bro. So exactly. this guy is True. he has 107 completions. So and then he has a total of 1,315 yards. So he has. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, thirteen, fifteen. That's what I'm looking at right now on the stats. So this guy has a crap load of passing yards. And if you look at the rush in the running game, uh, it's not that much of a difference between. Uh, well, uh, let me take that back. They actually have a good run game. So they're starting the, running the, back. Christian so, Gibson has so, 61 carries for 423 yards. Uh, Jason Hart. So their second string running back, Jason Huntley, has 74 carries for 343 yards. Josh Atkins, the quarterback, has 43 carries, 139 yards, and then their third string back. 20 carries for 113 yards. So that's four people on the list that have triple-digit rushing yards. I'm just going to go off this on New Mexico State. So I grew up in El Paso, and that's That's just an interesting point of view for you. 30 30 minutes away from um, El Paso. They're the rivals with UTEP, right? Mm -hmm. If you think Texas State football's program is bad, New Mexico State and UTEP are a level below them, okay? Um, And you think, how can you get any lower than Texas State? In reality, that is – what 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 they're playing is they they're the recruiting classes the way that they play New Mexico State was winless for I think about two seasons uh, a couple years ago they were winless two seasons straight now UTEP's on that losing streak they are a level below so I think Texas State will win this game I think didn't you. they lose to them last year I believe so. Yes. Well, every year is different, and then plus, so, like, I mean, we made we made some. Even though we won in six right now, we did make some sort of improvement. I mean, the gaps are not as bad. As I it really was hope last I year. get to go. To, wait, what time is the game? Six thirty, I believe, or six. One of the one you of that. You better know, Mark. You're gonna be reporting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know, yeah, I, I know. It's around that time. I know. I'll, I'll get there early. It's so. six o'clock. Yeah. It's yeah. A, six p.m. Yeah, six p.m. Yeah, I figured. So I will be at the game, and you know what? I will see this this team. And see if they're clutch or not against an FBS team. So it's my predictions. We'll go two and ten. So actually, is it FBS? No, it's a D one. It's yeah. D one. FBS. Yeah, FBS. FBS D one. Okay, so cool. New Mexico. But here's the thing about New Mexico. This is why I think we're gonna win. Okay, I I think Texas State wins this weekend. I really do. It's New, our best shot New to Mexico win. New Mexico State. Oh, oh, no doubt has a non-existent defense. 66-48. Those are the ta- those are the totals and points they've given up over the season. Oh, we're in for, we're, we're clear up, for landing. They have just, yet to give up less than twenty points. In just, game. just. So you were saying because you know we lost them last year. Um, I'm just, again. I was talking about the full program as a whole, but they did go to a bowl game last year, so they were a very good team. It was kind of like a little anomaly um, within their seasons. Um, but this team, I, I don't see this. I I have to agree with you, Reed. I don't. I think they're going to win. Wait, I mean, did you just tell me that New Mexico State went to a bowl game last year? They did. They did. Well, here's the that thing. Well, that's sound. Our, well, I was saying it's an anomaly. It, it, look, I just just I There's grew up in that area. Off. I grew up in that area. I know what this pro- full program is about. Las Cruces, I, look, I told you it was a spooky hot take. I know who these players. I know the players that go to there. I know some of the players, you know, from high school. And it's not. I just I don't think I, I think Texas State has the talent. Now, am I saying? The coaching staff I mean, is a, is, has the uh, we, we don't really have the play calling New Mexico skills State is letting teams average 44.25 points a game. Have we scored that many points in a game thus far this year? I think our highest is the 38 against South Alabama. Yeah, that, that's it. 31. Do you think we could get we to 45? Score, we couldn't even score oh, that much. Absolutely, absolutely. But if we couldn't even score that much against Texas Southern. But here, so here, here's the thing, right? Um, 
ne- this weekend, it's it's at home. It's homecoming. There's going to be a bigger bigger of a crowd than normal. Still not going to be a big crowd because we're Texas State. Yeah, Larry told but us there, about that. There will be a better crowd than normal. They're wearing the throwback uniforms, and if you haven't seen the throwback uniforms, go look at them now because they are. Oh. It's at the. It's actually at the be- beginning of the txstate.edu. I mean, it shows oh, it. Oh, they are fantastic. Yeah, they, they look. Great. But they are fancy like Drake. So uh, play good, look good, right? Play good, look good, look good, feel good. I mean, I, I, I agree with, I agree so with you, you get saying. What I'm, you get what I'm getting at. So but this is the thing. We might end up just like the 2016 season, 2 and 10. Uh, that, same that's thing. pretty much where we're at. 2017 yeah. as well. 2017, yeah, because like, like I said, like remember I, remember I brought that up to you, Reed, a couple weeks ago? I'm like, hey, uh, Texas State has a really good shot of defeating New Mexico State. Yeah. But like the, the remaining four games, that's just <laughs> – No <laughs> point. So yeah. they say we're getting better each year. Do you think next year – what do you got the Aggies next year? I don't know, man. Who said we're getting better every year? That's what uh, Withers, Withers, keeps, Withers, keeps Withers Tice, and uh, hey, look, 2017, uh, we won our first conference game. Stru- or All right, Strauss, Coastal so, Carolina, so that, that was, That's already Strauss. better. We're gonna win our second one uh, Saturday. Well, that's non-conference though. New Mexico State's no longer in the Sun Belt. Are they yeah. non-conference? Yeah. Sun Belt, no. But yeah, this is the thing. See, what what I what I'm well, upset about is I didn't think so. What I'm upset about is like Coach Withers and uh, it was like maybe a couple weeks ago. After oh, they aren't. I feel dumb now. Yeah, see, Coach Withers, remember he said in the press conference, like the post-game conference, this guy was talking about how, uh, he, you know, he said it's not fun. Football's not fun when you're losing games. Remember he mentioned that, Reed? And, but like, what doesn't make sense is he's like, we made some improvement. Like, we're not we, – like, this is when they played against Georgia Southern when they lost by, you know, was two, it two points. 15-13. Yeah. And so he, was, he wasn't completely satisfied, but he was satisfied about the score. I'm like, you still lost. A loss is a loss. Like, he's, he's happy that – he said, we still make an improvement. He was talking about how – Every game we didn't lose by like a huge margin like we did uh, in the previous season, which doesn't make any sense. Your record is still the same at this point. We're only one in six right now, so I don't know why they're uh, happy about this. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like if they were to be happy, we would have at least three or four wins on the dot right now. No, it's it's frustrating. Cause, I mean, you you could go back to Spit Talk episode one. I I, I was on air. On record, thinking that I thought this team had the potential to win six what? games. Yeah. I thought they did. I thought yeah, he did mention that. Dude, they have Southwest Texas on the side of their yeah, helmets. They're clean, bro. Yeah, that's, n- so that's clean. clean as a whistle. Clean. I'm not gonna lie. The track teams is pretty too? clean. Also. So, well, before we what move on, game? before we move on to San Marcos football, yeah. I want to ask you guys one more thing. Okay, uh, Keenan Brown is trying to get another year of eligibility. Yep, according if, to Twitter. If he gets that that second year of el- if he gets that second year of eligibility. And you have this – this will be the first year that the entire roster is nothing but Everett Withers prospects. This would be nothing but his recruits, right? If thi- if this year isn't the make-or-break year, it has to be next has year. It has to be. It has to be next Given year. that well, they keep Kenny Brown, well, I we, mean – we talked about early in the season. We were like – because I, I was always saying, okay, this is the year that they're supposed to be good. And, and then a couple of you would be like, no, well, they this is the year where we think they're going to get some wins. They're going to get probably They'll five They'll improve wins. in the next They'll year. They'll improve. Yeah. And then next year – the. F- Bad thing is, we're not seeing any of that improvement. So, I mean, he will probably get he will probably get another year after this. Uh, I would assume. I, I, I personally, I think he deserves another year just just because uh, I'm a very much a developmental guy, and I think next year is the year we really get to see. I mean, his first class will be juniors. That oh, year. next year's the year. I swear, we're we're gonna. And we've be been saying that. We've been saying next, this since 2015. Next year, next year is the year where he'll run out of excuses. Yeah, that that's that's the way I'll put it. That's true. Next year is a year where if they still struggle, you've got nothing to fall back on at that point. I mean, just like the old the old twenty year statement, just bring it. See, you know the problem that. with them, I think, is also without Withers, who else is going to want to come here and well, see that try and pump this thing up. I don't want to put too much into this because um, obviously we don't want to speculate. We don't want to assume. And, and yeah, you guys yeah, just take it game by game. Yeah, that's a very but hypothetical situation. The, here, so the, so. some of the names I've heard thrown around, there's been. Uh, I mean, Les Miles is still on the market, and, and no one's calling for him. Uh, Jason Washington, who's a DB coach at Texas University, he's a graduate. He played football here. He wants to be here, uh, sources say. So um, there's a couple people you could keep an eye on. But, but he'll, he'll be a young coach. I mean, in that, again, he said he's the DB coach. He, has he, does he have any, like, head coaching? Hey, young though? coaches. I don't think so. So just if he were to What's wrong with a young coach? Here, but um, he, he does do a big chunk of Texas's recruiting. So oh well, that's a that's a whole different level. So if he comes here, he'll probably just look at it like not really a hot big take. Use. Uh, after going, after only winning one game in the NFL season, John Gruden decides to sign with the Texas State Bobcats to rebuild the program. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. I'm okay with John Gruden. Yeah, yeah, I'd be yeah. down with that. <laughs> make things interesting. <laughs> and we we actually need Mark. We need Coach uh, Mark Soto as I'm our just gonna make. I'm gonna Mark already Soto, make the shirts Sam right Mark now. Travis. Tomorrow I'm going going to make the shirts. Gruden, the comeback kid. 
Ruin the comeback, comeback season. season. Hashtag. A couple things to keep an eye on this weekend before we move on to San Marcos Rattlers football. Um, a couple things to keep an eye on homecoming weekend. Uh, really cool jerseys. That'll be fun. Uh, there's a certain banner that's supposed to fly. That oh, you didn't yeah. hear it from Can us that though. The that'll be pr- that'll be quite intriguing. It doesn't take long of a Twitter search to find. All right. Uh, we're just reporting the facts. On t- according to Twitter, uh, it's 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 happening. I mean, it, it's been the the flight's been booked. So that'll the be something. flight's been booked. That's Heck something. Yeah. That's Southwest something, Airlines. That's something to keep an eye on. Um, Mark, you'll be there reporting. I unfortunately will be out of town this weekend. I'm I'm going home, so I will not be here. For this game. What about hey, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and throw the fit for you if we lose, but like I don't think that's going to happen. I, I hope not. I don't. I don't throw fits at this point. It's it's long gone. So um, let's move on to San Marcos Rattlers football. Oh, didn't we? There was one more. Didn't we mention? Uh, didn't we mention like any uh, like the two the two players that we yeah, lost? Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and throw them in there. Yeah. T.J. Bedford and Keyshawn Kelly are both dismissed from the team this past week. T.J. Bedford being the redshirt freshman um, wide receiver, Keyshawn Kelly being a quarterback moved to defensive back, both dismissed from the team. Uh, the only thing we really know is T.J. Bedford was accused of sexual assault a year ago in 2017. Mm-hmm. Was then proven charges were dropped, and but he, well, he talked, said this was not related. He to talked that to Kef Cardello, yeah. and Kef said that it was completely non that his his dismissal this time is completely non-related, and he wants to keep to his own business. So yeah, I actually saw him like right before I got here. I saw him at Jones. Uh, I saw T.J. Bedford eating the food. It, it might have been maybe a, a string of misconduct, and maybe this was. Something he did that was the final breaking point, or maybe he was challenging coach, or I don't know. I don't it could know. be, a, it could be so yeah. They, they, I guess they had like they. I guess they had some like discipline, disciplinary issues off the field, maybe besides uh, uh, T.J. Bedford. But Kashawn Kelly. I mean, either way, they did something wrong to the point of them getting kicked off. Absolutely. Well, I want to run through San Marcos Rattlers football real quick. I'm the only San Marcos football guy here. Ethan, you've reported on it once or twice. Yeah, once. Uh, once. <laughs> once, and you've you produced I, oh, a couple I produced, times. Yeah, of course. I, I think produced. I know where the Rattlers are. So they are 1-6. <laughs> They've lost five games in a row. Um, only one they, they got was that great comeback win that against they had. Laredo, yeah, against Laredo. Against uh, United High School down there. That was Laredo. a great, great so producer. Great game. Uh since then, it's been rough. You've lost to Steele. You've lost to Judson. You've lost to Clemens. Uh, they have three games left on the docket. They have New Braunfels. The Unicorn. They have New Braunfels tonight when this is being released. Uh, that'll be an interesting game. I'm going to break down that one here in a minute. And then you have Smithson Valley and Levi Williams, the quarterback that's committed to Houston. And then you have um, Canyon to finish the season. If you're the San Marcos Rattlers, you've got to win these. If you even want to sniff the playoffs, you've got to win these next three games. Yeah. You have to. It's as simple as that. Um, they have New Braunfels coming in. New Braunfels is 2-5. and five. They just lost to Steele 24-14, to 14, which is a close game. Steele beat the snot out of the Rattlers two weeks ago. This is about as winnable a game as it gets. Yeah. It really is. And I, I had a question, I guess, regarding, uh, is it Jamon Johnson? That's it. Jamon Johnson, the yeah, this guy, running back. This guy, okay, in six games, he has 118 carries for, for 745 yards, averaging 6.3 yards per carry. So, I guess, what are your thoughts uh, regarding uh, Jamon Johnson and, uh, I guess, his legacy at San Marcos High School, uh, averaging 6.3 yards per carry? Jamon Johnson, in his career, has over 3,000 rushing yards. So, this is legitimately one of the best athletes San Marcos High School has ever seen. Um, and, and they're going to need a lot from him the next few weeks. They already run everything through him. And especially last week, junior quarterback Alex Garcia got hit real bad in the head. Uh, and it was pretty clear. Like, he got up and then fell right back down. Like, he, he was not in good shape. So it'll be interesting to see if he's eligible to go tonight. We don't really know. I'm sure, we'll, I'm sure we will find out uh, tomorrow on Bobcat Radio. Coach Soto calls in. I guess it'll have – I guess the show will have just played – an hour before this releases, but we'll 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 know by tomorrow um, if Garcia is going to play. If he doesn't, that means sophomore Noah Stubblefield, who last week really saw his first significant varsity time and showed some things, but also could tell he was a freshman. Can he fill that role if Alex Garcia is unable to go? It'll be interesting. I think I think Stubblefield has the arm. I think he has. I mean, that'll work. Given that he's power. only a freshman, this guy sophomore. Oh, he's Did a sophomore. I say freshman. He's yeah, I think. A okay, so, so given that he's a sophomore, that means after this season he'll have two more seasons to prove himself. Because Garcia, he's a senior, I believe, right? Garcia's a junior. Or, oh, okay. Only, so that'll be a battle only, between them two. So it was Vadrine and Garcia coming in. Uh, they were the two battling for. They were both juniors, and then. Garcia won the job, and in the past three or four weeks, Vadrine's adjusted to more of a wide – I don't know what Ethan's doing. has adjusted to more <laughs> of a wide receiver type Sorry. role. And so last week we thought, well, when, when Garcia went down, Vadrine would come in. Well, Stubblefield came in, and Vadrine stayed at more of a wide receiver type thing. So 
we're interested. I'm interested to see if it'll be Noah Stubblefield or Cameron Verdreen tomorrow. That'll be something to keep an eye on. It's definitely a winnable game, and it's the first of three that you really have to win if you want to make the playoffs. I think kind of like the question I'm going to throw out there, the idea is, you know, how, how this team, the San Marcos team, would have been in this conference last year? So say, so say they, they with went this, out. So yeah, with, with that, their, that's with an interesting question. Oh, you mean like district? district with, yeah, they had Prudencio, Calderon, Tashmar, T- Tashmari Brown, I believe yeah, was They had name. a great team, and – then they got pushed ten up. and two. Yeah, they they dominated that district, um, and then now they they lost a lot of those players. And lost kind of like a, a rebuilding. You year lost your entire linebacking core. Year. You lost you two of your receivers. While moving your up quarterback a division. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about a tough blow, man. So it's been a rough year for them. Yeah. But we'll be we'll see how the season finishes. R- out. Riddle me this real quick. Um, how do you how do you fancy the Rattlers secondary deep? So they have some good players in the secondary. They have uh, Terrence Soto, who is legit. He's really good. The entire secondary is undersized. That's the thing. Only reason I ask that is because their rushing yards I see per game it aren't very, very good. They're getting about 61 rushing yards per game, but they are airing it out to uh, 233 um, the receiving yards per game, yes. Um, That'll be an interesting matchup because the majority of the teams that San Marcos has seen this year have been more, other than the grounded other pound. than steel, have been very run heavy teams. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an interesting uh, kind of a switch up. I mean, honestly, them. that may be the switch up that they it might need. Play to them well. Coming into yeah. the year, Brendan and I really thought that the secondary was the strength, and they haven't really been able to get challenged. So we'll see what happens there, guys. It's time for another segment. This oh one, wait, can this segment boom, be boom, uh, boom. breaking news from what just popped up on all of our phones? Why don't you go ahead and throw that yeah. out there? Well, guys, it's not gonna really going to be breaking news when this comes out, but, man, what do you think about Houston offering, what was it, four first-round picks for Jimmy for Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I saw that. Talk about going for the big one. I mean, not one, not two, not three, like but four. But, but think about it, though. Think about it. You, have freak, you, already, have, you already have, like, a – Houston already has like a, a crap load of firepower. Well, so I mean, you look at it, you already have CP3. You already have freaking Carmelo Anthony just joined, and you also Melo's have James Harden. Out. No, Carmelo's okay, but he's and yeah, Clint, not. Clint Capella's been stepping up every what, season too. Here's what I I was talking about this with um, some people in my lobby back at my hall. Why would you? Why are you trading for this? Okay, Jimmy, can Jimmy Butler play the third uh, third position? Can he play a, a natural three? Probably not. I don't think he he's a natural two. He plays a shooting he, guard. Yeah. So does James Harden. So, I mean, maybe, I guess, I mean, you could, would it work? Probably you could make oh, it. Oh, yeah. He could, the way I mean, their the offense runs, they don't need that yeah. uh, that power forward. They have Capella down at the bottom. He improves every year. They have two shooting guards. They have Chris Ball. They can work it uh, in. And um, they could either switch it up from a, a power forward yeah. or to a small forward. But Just, uh, they were competitive with Golden State. They almost beat Golden State. And well, they, if you have Jimmy Chris Butler, you, I mean, you, you have Jimmy Butler, they'll give him a run for their money, definitely. Or you have I just, Jimmy I Butler and Carmelo stars. Anthony coming off the many bench. Are. For at least half the season, like until you, you think figure Jimmy's out, gonna come off the bench? for at least like no, you know, the first start. first fifteen games or twenty games to feel like how he fits into the rotation. I'm just saying that. I mean, they're gonna give him yeah. minutes, but they're they're like he's gonna come off the bench just to kind of get a, like situated into. So their, he can be their six man. I just think there's for right now. Yeah, I just think they don't want to try and pull off um, what OKC did last year. They, they just want to be Golden State. They just want to have that bomb player at every yeah, position. Yeah, but see, the thing is, Golden State is saving. Golden State is saving Demarcus Cousins until he until he becomes completely healthy. I completely forgot he was even there. No, yeah. and yeah. that's their secret <laughs> weapon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they, so like, they, they get, kept him super so, low. So he was saying, "Oh, we, we say so they do like so. Oh, we got we got Jimmy Butler. Okay, bet we got Demarcus Cousins. Well, Cousins is healthy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just yeah. been sitting in the basement. Yeah, he's so that'll be chilling, that'll definitely so. be a matchup. Now that means he's actually getting stronger. Goodbye to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can continue on. Uh, that's just a little bit of the NBA snippet. Get that NBA talk in um, there. Yeah, but we, we can move on to something. Mr. Uh, Hill with the something more time. relevant, I guess. Yeah, it is time for the hot take debates. All righty, who's going first? Oh snap! First, first seg, first debate of the hot take debates. Should it be hot take debate or hot take debates? Hot take debates. Hot take debates. Yeah, yeah we'll do it with the plural. I still like just debate. I like so. de- I like debates. So, considering it's a weekly segment. Should be debates. Debates. Yeah. Uh, okay. You got a point. So that's the first hot take. First, so w- how this segment's gonna work? We'll go around the table, talk, bringing up something that we are really th- we we think we're passionate about. This is what our thought is, and if we go around the table. If anyone wants to debate, debate him, have at it. And if they don't, well, then you picked a boring thing to talk about. 
<laughs> so all right. I'll start because I've been wanting to rant about this all week long. Dallas Cowboys made a big trade. They traded for Oakland Raiders Amari Cooper. Oh, well, we're about to dig so, into so this. So the talk, heavy, the talk yeah. isn't so much. Here, here's here's what I think everyone agrees that it's a good move for Dallas. It, 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 that it, like it's going to help their offense. It's something they really needed. The debate that I want to dive into more is the whole: was he worth a first round pick? That more that discussion a little bit more. Um, I think it is. I am so tired of people being like, he was not worth the first-round pick, blah, 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 blah. It was so dumb to give a first-round pick. But you guys had to hurry up and replace Des Bryant. Here's, here's, here's my thing about it, okay? So, step one. Here, I'm going to break this into three, and then one of y'all can argue with me. Okay. So, the first part, right? You were probably going to pick a wide receiver with that first-round pick anyway. That was what you were going to pick. So, you might as well get at least a guaranteed guy. Everyone's like, he hasn't had the production. If you look at his targets from last year, where he only had 600 yards compared to his usual he, only, he had like 70 less targets than he was getting the two years before. So that, that, that's hard for me to put that on him. That's got to be the play calling. It's got to be the quarterback. Derek Carr is, is in his own world of hurt right now. Secondly, people are like, he wasn't worth a first-round pick. Maybe not, but it was already established that there were offers for third rounds. There were offers for second rounds. If, if Dallas had just offered a second round, then – What's the guarantee they even get the guy? They needed him. They needed the number one receiver. So to make sure you get him, you give up the first round pick. You have to give value to get value. Simple as that. That's what they did. They got their guy. I have no issue with it. I, I completely agree with you. I know this isn't. Then that's not a debate. I know. Move I, on. What am I? You. Play, play, <laughs> play, 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 <laughs> advocate for no reason. Just going off you a little bit. They need uh, another receiver. They need another deep threat they need someone who, who they can get the ball to um and i think this was worth it and yeah cole beasley can't do it on his own yeah exactly um but i don't know does anyone actually want to counter this this oh no i can't counter man this one. I, I i'm gonna counter it i wish i had some stats to pull up but i'm gonna count it um let me see we're, well, about, to, we're about to see how good of a bser you are well <laughs> okay here it is i'm just gonna put it into perspective for you Amari Cooper ain't the wide receiver he used to be. And, yes, you can accredit that to He's receptions. 24. I know. He, he has plenty to, of time left. But guess what? Dak Prescott ain't the quarterback he used to be, and he's the same age. Actually, maybe he might be a year younger than that, I think. But um, going back to it, Dak Prescott is still going to throw – the shorter than 15-yard passes he's been throwing because that is the play calling that is in the books right now. Unless something magically changes in the play calling with Amari Cooper being added to the lineup. Amari Cooper's not the tallest man out there. He isn't the deepest threat, and he's not a game-changer. Uh, he definitely makes is going to be a boost in offensive production, but where the Cowboys need to be and their schedule looking ahead, I don't think that they're going to make it out to be the top seed they might squeeze by in a wild card just because the giants stink the redskins are very inconsistent and who else is in their division uh the, the, eagles those, those dudes the eagles the yeah um they're actually a really in, in, inconsistent too i thought they might be good this year but their defense kind of has been choking a bit and they were really solid last year so I think Dallas has a good chance to, you know, be at the top just because of their division. Say they make it to the playoffs, I don't think they get out of the I mean, first honestly, round. It, it was I perfect mean, timing, Reed, because it's, they have a bye week. They have a bye week this weekend, absolutely. And so they'll be taking on. Well, the t Tennessee has the same record as uh, Dallas. Yep. They're both four and three. At let me throw some targets. At, let me throw some stats. At. You said you needed stats to back you up. I'm gonna have. I'm about to have some stats to back myself. Well, I just keep getting Dallas uh, news articles, so obviously they're talking about how good Amari Cooper is going to be for him because okay, it's listen, Dallas. Listen, Nobody listen, wants to listen to the trash. Listen, listen to my <laughs> stats here. So his rookie year. He played in all 16 games. He got 130 targets. ACDC connection. Came up with 72 catches, 1,070 yards. Ooh. He was averaging about, let's see, 66 yards per game. His longest was 68, scored six touchdowns. The second year, he played in all 16 games, had 132 targets, 83 catches, 1,153 yards, five touchdowns. You're telling me he dropped 50 passes, more than 50 passes? I mean, just because he got targeted and didn't make the catch doesn't necessarily mean he dropped it. It's called defenders. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyway. So then, so then you go to 2017. Some good coverage. Last year, he only missed two games. He only got 96 targets. That's a 40-target drop-off. He only came up with 
48 receptions, so 50 receptions, just under 700 yards, seven touchdowns, and his longest was an 87-yarder. His targets dropped. His yards dropped. Pretty simple. You go to the you go to you go to this year. Six games in, he has 32 targets, 280 yards, one touchdown. But I'm about to really blow your mind, Peyton. I'm gonna really blow your mind. I'm not saying that Amari Cooper is not two. a top tier receiver. Two. I'm just saying Dallas can't make him a top tier receiver week like two, he was. He had or could be. Week one, he had three targets, nine yards. Week two, he had ten targets, 116 yards. And then the following week, he only got five targets, two yards. I mean, I mean, 17 yards. And then against Cleveland, 12 targets, eight catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. You seeing the trend I'm pointing out? I see a trend, but I also see the inconsistency and consistency of Derek Carr because I see a lot of Derek Carr in Dak Prescott, except Dak Prescott doesn't turn the ball over as much. Well, see, this but has nothing to do with, like, so, yes, he might. Like, he, throwing ability, I think. Might be the same. I think Derek Carr can throw the ball farther than Dak Prescott. But, but I, think, I think Dak Prescott's more accurate. You Dallas, see what I'm getting at? Like, Dallas is – Dallas's game plan is going to be to get the ball to Amari Cooper. That's going to be their game plan. He's going to get targets. Clearly, but when, now he's going to get he, targeted. Uh, so by every the team, defense. so every team is really going to scout the living crap out of him now. Like, exactly. But then you have you're also you can't forget about the other receivers. Cole I mean, Beasley, yeah, yeah, the best slot guy in the league. Yeah. Michael Gallup just keeps emerging. Alan Hearns is still a pretty respectable wide receiver. He actually should be a lot better than all of a sudden. So Dak has a lot to work with. All of a sudden, I mean, we thought Alan Hearns was going to go off, but he has yet to really, like, really go off. All of a sudden, this receiving core goes from a weakness to a strength by adding one player. Not only does it help Amari but Cooper, is it, it opens it up for the other receiver. The question that they should be asking is, is it worth a first-round draft pick? Yes! I already went into that. Is it? I feel like I mean, it's like, who, who are they going to pick up in the first place, though? Okay, because you could get a lot of people. I was looking DJ at Metcalf? I was looking at the prop, like the prospects coming up, and, you know, it's still really early. But, like, there's still a lot of big names that are coming up. And I just put down a few that I just know from just, like, look like searching around. Jawan Johnson from Penn State. Paris Campbell from Ohio State. These are all wide receivers. Anthony Johnson, which is the top wide receiver right now from Buffalo. Yeah, what's up? Oh, what about Colin you got, Johnson? You got a question? Um, what are those guys' stats at the NFL level? Um, oh, oh, wait. They don't, they don't have, have any, any stats true. at the NFL You're level. You're right. I have a hot Amari take. Cooper has played. Or, okay. Or Amari Cooper already has 3,000 receiving yards in the NFL. Yeah, this is this is oh, oh, way to go. <laughs> so I am I am just fine with sticking with Amari Cooper. Yeah, so this is this is his fourth season, right? Amari Cooper's fourth yes. season in the league? Oh, so I mean Amari Cooper still has plenty of time left to make up for his I guess his uh previous year. I know like I think twenty sixteen was his best year so far. And if you look at Amari Cooper as far as uh, improvement, like you said, like Reed said earlier, he's 24 years old. He has plenty of time to get better. Dak Prescott, Jason Garrett will definitely find some ways to, you know, feed him the ball besides Ezekiel Elliott. So I mean, they have a lot of weapons to work with. Dallas can have a possible. They've shot. had a lot of weapons. I know, but to now, but now with. that they have Amari Cooper, they'll have a possible spot to I go think, to the playoffs. I think we're play. ready to move on to their hot take. Um, uh, let's, Ethan, you look like you're ready. I'm ready. This is quite a hot take. Um, hot it take ha- features college football. Okay. Okay. Uh, doesn't feature any my team. Doesn't feature Michigan at all. Um, I thought about it, but I'm gonna go ahead and say, the University of Kentucky, the Kentucky Wildcats, not known for a good football program. Hey, they're will, pretty good this year. Well, they're very good this year. Not usually, not usually known though. Traditionally, um, will win the SEC East and play Alabama for the SEC championship. Oh, unfortunately, we'll lose, but Kentucky will play for the SEC East. Who they uh, have he left to play. Okay, here's who they have left to play. Uh, I'm going to go through the schedule. They play Missouri okay. oh, at Missouri. <laughs> they should be okay, Missouri. Their only ranked opponent left would be Georgia. But here's the thing. Oh, here's You really thing. think they'll be Georgia? I think they will be Georgia because Georgia sh- had a very terrible showing against LSU. Um, Georgia will also be playing, I think it's two more ranked teams. Um or they play, they play a ranked team next week, and so they're coming off a very like. So has be a Kentucky tough, played LSU or anybody ranked so they far? Played, uh, they played Mississippi A&M. State. They yeah. beat they Mississippi State. Uh, they played no. They beat Mississippi State at twenty-eight seven. Mm-hmm. They beat Florida twenty-seven sixteen, and uh, they lost to Texas A&M in double overtime, uh, twenty to fourteen. Yeah, yeah they did. Interesting. Um, but after Georgia, <sighs> so when they beat when they beat Georgia, they have Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, and Louisville. And then that's it. Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> Give me a break. 
Yeah. And so, and then after that, they will play. Well, of course, I I think we can all agree on this. Alabama, um, in the, the yeah, but well, they, Alabama will have like a they'll be like the thirty. The only point way favorite. they don't play Alabama is if LSU ta- takes them down. Yeah, yeah that's no, only we way. Have, we have yet to so see Alabama that. or LSU, whichever one you pick. Be either but LSU or Kentucky's A&M. Kentucky has a chance to take the SEC East, which would which I don't think anybody predicted at the beginning of the season. Um, but yeah, that's my hot take. I'll, I'll try and dispute that. I think uh, yes, they beat Florida. But Florida's won five in a row. So I don't know what the rules are on that as far as, um, you know, if they both end up with the same record. Is it a who beat who? Is it a points per game? Because I know for a fact Kentucky does not score a lot of points. They're a defensive team. Am yeah. I right on that? Um, yeah, they, they are a decent defensive team. They don't have a lot of, a lot of high-scoring games, but their offense can get it done. When, uh, when, it when, do, when do they play Georgia? They play – Georgia next weekend. Next Georgia week. likes to tack on a few. I points. don't. I don't see this and, the thing. And interestingly enough, Florida will play Georgia this week. Uh, okay, this weekend. So it'll so be very difficult. That'll be a very telling game because yeah. if Georgia comes in and beats the snot out of Florida, it's not looking good for the Kentucky. Wildcats. Yeah, if Florida, if Florida loses, um, but here's what here's what happens: if Florida and Kentucky both win out in this season, right? If they both win out, um, Kentucky will be on top of Florida because Kentucky beat Florida at the beginning of the season, so they're automatically. I'm going to be in first place because of that. So I think, I don't know, I just think that Kentucky can win the SEC East. Um, and, yeah, it just, the schedule just, look, it looks just very manageable. And I think they're I'll just watch out for that. Georgia. That's all I would do. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the dog. Be, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'll watch out for Georgia. I'm going to do a quick hot take and then uh, uh, ask a question, okay? So you've already had your hot take. Did I? No, no, your hot take no. was arguing. No, I was arguing your hot take. He was arguing about your hot take. That's why my hot take's going to be real quick. It's, I'm going to do my, uh, I'm number do my last. Number 16, Penn State's going to come in and smash uh, Michigan this, wow. this week. Oh, wow. Wow. Sorry. Oh, no. I but didn't go after his team. Now he's dude, after I, I, team. I, I, like, I didn't want to, but then I pulled up the stats for the game, and I kind of was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mark, I think you um, actually need to sit back and let these guys do good out. Yeah, look, they got more points per game. They're – they're not average. They're not allowing, uh, or they are allowing a little bit more points per game than Michigan is. Um, got more total yardage, more passing, more rushing, and I don't know. I haven't seen a lot from Michigan's offense, uh, just because I don't watch Michigan football. But I know that their defense is really good. But Penn State is. I, I feel like they're ranked really. They're actually, seventeen. I feel like they're ranked really low right now, and that's only because they barely, barely lost Ohio State, and then barely lost to. I don't even know who they lost to. Um, Michigan State. Michigan State. So it, it's going to be an interesting takeaway, um, but got a rebuttal. I think stats. Sometimes stats very, only very go so far. Eight. No, you're right. Yeah, let me let me kind of talk about who who they've played. Okay, so they um they almost lost to App State the first first game. App State's really in good overtime. Though. App State is. They might be. I'm not. I'm not giving any misses credit. But they scored 45 points in that game. They beat Pittsburgh 51 to six. They beat Kent State 63 to 10. They beat Illinois 63 to 24. And then they lost by one point to Ohio State. Um, and that game does not carry as much significance anymore because Ohio State did lose to Purdue. So that kind of puts i mean i mean it kind of i don't put know about that, that. people people say it it makes them less credible but really you for some reason ohio state always loses one game every year to some random team some random low-level team yeah um keep going continuing michigan state beat penn state by four we beat michigan state by 14 i know i know it's you know oh well they lost so then they're gonna win um but I, i'm just throwing out there what happened uh, then Penn State lost to – or, sorry, they beat Indiana by five points. Um, and then they have uh, uh, Iowa this Saturday. Um, so – They are playing in Ann Arbor, too. So they are playing we'll, in Ann Arbor We'll, we'll as see. Well. So Michigan offense. Uh, I'm going to agree with you with this. Uh, Notre Dame was a really bad performance from our offense. We really didn't show out. When it, hap- when it, when it kind of turned around was when we beat Nebraska – by like 50 points or something like that. And we slowly are having a role, not only a role, uh, like the offense on a role, but they're they're getting an identity, something Michigan offense hasn't had for the past two years. I know you've watched the Ohio State-Michigan games. You know, Michigan's offense has had probably about three or four chances to drive it down the field and, and win the game. And we threw it in. We throw like just a random interception or just no communication. Finally, we have a quarterback. Um, 
Shea Patterson, who knows how to – he's running the ball, which I did not expect at the beginning of the season, but he's been running the ball. He's been throwing the ball well. We have great production from our running backs right now, and we have a pretty decent uh, receiver core as well. I think we're, we're going to get done against Penn State. It's going to be defensively, and I think the offense can produce. Um, I will I'll agree. The offense hasn't been as effective, but they're on a roll right now. And they're on the revenge tour. So I think here's my real quick question, though. Um, Since we think about the top 25 in the country as a top 10 perspective, why don't we do top 10 for playoffs? Because it would just be a weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't. Honestly, it would be better with six. We're we're getting low on time. So let's get to. Okay, mine's going to be really short. I'm not going to really emphasize anything. So what I'm going to say is as far as Big 12 concerns. Uh, we talked about it in Larry's class earlier today, Reed. So there's a possibility that Oklahoma and Texas might win out for the rest of their uh, schedules. Now, the only thing is now Texas, it'll be pretty tough for them because now they play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State hasn't really been too hot right he, now. That's my he's favorite hyping team. Up okay State. No, this is the thing. This is the thing. I'm not going to – I'm not I'm not trying to – I'm not saying that I'm hyping them up or anything. Oklahoma State kind of tumbled down against Texas Tech 41-17. to They tumbled against Kansas State and Iowa State. And Iowa State has a tendency – of upsetting teams, and they also upset West Virginia. Maybe it so, wasn't that much of an upset. Maybe Oklahoma State's just not that good this year. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about There's that. Right, we'll right, see. Right, so let, how let hot is yeah, this I feel like this thing. I feel like I feel like now this is the thing. It's Oklahoma State still. They can. I'm not going to say they're the best team. They're like one of the worst teams in the Big Twelve right now, unfortunately. But they get they can give Texas a run for their money because you know Texas has the overhype right now. They're, they're number six in the nation, but they did give up. Remember when against Texas? They not against Oklahoma. They gave up 21 points in the second half. So that's a problem. So both teams. Clearly don't have a defense, so this is going to be a high-scoring game between Texas and Oklahoma State, so whoever can score the most in the first and second half will have a shot to win. Now, Texas, they have a possibility. They have a higher chance. It always goes, yeah, but this thing Whoever scores the most in both yeah, but like, wins. <laughs> yeah, no, the most like, – it what, what I meant to say was, like, who, whoever can get on – I guess who can get on the scoreboards. Yeah. Say if you're up by two touchdowns. So whoever is up by two touchdowns first, so whoever gets the – 14 points so first will win. Your hot take is Oklahoma State will beat Texas. No, that's not my that's not my that's not my hot take. My hot what? take is <laughs> No, my hot take is that Texas and Oklahoma might have a rematch in the Big 12 championship. Because like that's what I was going to say because Texas they'll be playing against OSU. They'll chances are they'll beat them. They have West Virginia at Darrell K uh, Memorial Stadium. Um they also have Now Texas Tech, I'll watch out for Texas Tech and I and Iowa State. Those two teams, Oklahoma State's not so much. Watch out for West Virginia. And in Kansas, that's an easy blowout. That's the rest of Texas. That's the remainder of Texas schedule. Now if you look at Oklahoma, they fired Mike Stoops, their defensive coordinator, and since I guess since his departure from the team, they're I don't know their uh defensive coordinator at this moment, but when they played TCU this past weekend, they won 52 to 27 and TCU only scored 3 points in the second half as a whole. So Oklahoma only gave up three points in the second half with their new defensive coordinator. So Oklahoma, chances are they'll blow out Kansas State. Texas Tech, I feel like, I feel like they'll blow them out. Now, Oklahoma State, again, that's probably an easy blowout for them because they'll be playing them in well, Norman. Here, here's, here's a rebuttal for you. <laughs> we're, forgetting, we're forgetting a team. Both teams have to get through West Virginia, West Virginia there you and go. Texas Tech. Yeah, that's what I said. Remember, I, I did say watch out for Texas Tech and West Virginia. That's, West, those are the teams I watch. And West, watch out for Iowa State for Texas. They need to watch out for West Iowa State, Virginia too. West Virginia is – in my opinion, I think they probably might be better than Texas this year. Um, I hope so. I really hope so. I, I'm just waiting for Texas to lose. I'm waiting for them to lose. I'm West also waiting for Oklahoma right now to lose, they're beating too. Baylor 10-0 as of this podcast. Uh, right now. Yeah, well, right, yeah, right now. Yeah, they still got Baylor's plenty of game left. Baylor's a team that's had like a weird year. Like they're not quite as good as the rest of the Big 12, but they're okay. It's kind of been the season for them. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I think the only the, – the best rebuttal – I guess is that both teams have to get through West, West Virginia. Virginia. Now Texas, Texas Tech. Texas, Texas Tech will be a challenge too. Texas plays Texas Tech on the road. Yeah, so it, it, both it, it, teams play Texas. Texas Tech has on a. The t- road. This is the thing. You, you guys remember the 2008 season, right? Remember Oklahoma and Texas were both in the top five in the nation. It's, it's, it came back. So you, you add ten years. Oklahoma and Texas are in the top ten right now, right? They both have one loss, and Texas Tech, they might be the savior for both of these teams. The reason why I say that is because. I have a feeling that Texas Tech might pull a clutch win against Texas at Jones AT&T Center. That's what they call it, right? Jones AT&T Stadium? Yes, sir. Yep, so it'll be the same thing, just like Michael Crabtree pulling that touchdown catch against so Texas here, late in the fourth here's quarter. A, here's an interesting thought. If Texas Tech and West Virginia both win out and they take down Oklahoma and Texas, do That'd they be nice. have a shot at the Big 12? I don't match? know about Texas Tech because Texas Tech, what is – let me check the record real quick. So Texas Tech's overall record, they're number 
Let's see. They're they are five and two. Oh, so they, yeah. As long as they have, if they don't lose anymore, they have a shot to go into the Big Twelve championship because that means Oklahoma. They have, they have a chance to go to I, a bowl game because that means Oklahoma and Texas will both have two losses. Given that they lost to no, no, no. If they lose to Texas Tech and West Virginia, both those teams will have four losses. I, I have a, I have a little. Um, I've gone off of you a little bit, a little mini hot take mm-hmm. uh, in this great hot takes uh, session. Session. Um, my I opinion. think the Big Twelve should have twelve teams and not ten. <laughs> That's a great. Hey, yeah, it, it, it used to hey, be that way. Hey, I'm talking about the Big Twelve here. The Big tw- uh, Big Twelve, in my opinion, not the weakest conference, but probably the second to last weakest Power Five. Pac-12 conference. is weaker than uh, Big. Pac-12 is really Pac-12 weak. Pac-12 is weak. I would say ACC's in mid weak. I think ACC's. Well, might Notre be Dame above is independent, 12, so you can't really count them. Here's, here's, here's my hot take: There will be no Big Twelve team in the college football playoff this year. Oh, that's for sure. Unless, no, yeah, they already. I mean, unless unless Texas wins out, uh, yeah, yeah, they'd have just, to win the Big Twelve championship. But it'll be really difficult. I don't know if they would even give Texas this spot think, in the playoffs. And if Texas, if if Texas yeah, goes to the playoffs, saying. they'll get blown out in the first round. Exactly. The thing about and this is the Big Twelve. This this is the uh, summary of the Big Twelve. No defense. Well, yeah, no it, defense it, at all. It, it's only like every. It seems it's like always been every, like that. Maybe though. three years, we have a very strong team that's like really realized. Like Baker Mayfield's Oklahoma team, that was a good team. Um, yeah, unless they play when they played Georgia though. Yeah, and, and Cle- Clemson in 2015 too. Here, but like <laughs> Clemson, yeah, and it just I don't know. It just seems like the Big 12 teams every year they get so much hype and they just get shut down by a Big Ten team or an SEC team, um, and sometimes the ACC team. But Clemson kind of dominates. Yeah, the Big Ten, Big Ten and SEC have been the powerhouses like this whole decade since yeah. 2010. Yeah, and opinion. and I might even say SEC. Um, it kind of switches on and off, but I think SEC probably is the better conference this year. Um, oh, come on now. I think the Big 12 should get Houston and Arkansas to make it 12 teams again. There's been a rumor. There's been a rumor. time to sit here and debate. Yeah. <laughs> should go to the Big 12. BYU, BYU and Houston were the rumor to, to join the Big 12 for the past three years. We don't we don't have time to sit here and debate how much better the SEC is than everything else. But we can do that <laughs> on another podcast. That's going to do it for us today. We ran a little long today. Hope you all enjoyed it, though. We had a blast. Uh, Ethan, welcome to the show. Hope you had a good time. I loved it. Thank you very uh, much. Brendan, you've officially been replaced. So don't even bother coming next week. Yeah. Next week... <laughs> It is confirmed we Mavs will suck. have Kef Cardello Mavs on the suck. show. Oh, so make bad. sure you tune into that. They lost uh, Atlanta will, last night. We will see y'all Saturday at the homecoming game against New Mexico State. Vince and you'll hear from us again next week. Thanks y'all for tuning in.